Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 350 of this daily study podcast. Thank you again for joining us as we can begin our study of the final chapter of Moroni this week and indeed the final chapter of the Book of Mormon. What a, what a journey it's been uh, from First Nephi chapter 1. And in fact, even before that, from the introduction to the Book of Mormon, uh, we have covered so many wonderful principles this year. And I am just so blessed. I feel so blessed for the opportunity I've had to be able to go through this book to really delve the deepest I've ever delved into it before um, and also share that with you. Um, I know that when I come back to studying the Book of Mormon in depth, uh, and then it's time round that I'll have so much to draw on from the stud- from the notes and the study and the discussion that I've been able to have with so many of you on the Facebook group and on the other platforms and even a few of you uh, like on Zoom uh, and and we have done a, f- a few um, guest episode sessions this year and it's been a wonderful journey um, and so I look forward to continuing that uh, as we move into the Doctrine and Covenants in a couple of weeks but for today let's start uh, with Moroni 10. Uh, I'm going to start in Moroni chapter 10 verse 1 and once again we see the great love of Moroni he says and now I'm Moroni write somewhat as seemeth me good and I write unto my brethren the Lamanites and I would that they should know that more than 420 years have passed since away since the sign was given of the coming of Christ and I seal up these records after I've spoken a few words by way of exhortation unto you. This is incredible because Moroni, I mean, this is his third farewell, uh, but he clearly, you know, recognizes this is probably it now uh, because he's about to seal the records up into the ground. And what great faith he has in this, in the, in our Heavenly Father to, you know, put this work that has been put together over a thousand years of, of um, record keeping. And then his father, of course, did of course did the hard work of abridging all that thousand years ish of records into one record, and Moroni himself has added some elements to it as well. And now he's going to put his faith and trust in the Lord to bury it into the, deep into the ground, so that an individual can come by, you know, one thousand five hundred ish years later, um, and dig it up uh, out of the ground. It's just great faith and hope that he has in his uh, in his saviour to to be able to put those in the ground there and also the great love he has again he's writing to his brethren the lamanites and i don't forget these people these lamanites are the ones who've been hunting him down for the past number of past few decades or whatever it is um and so it, again great love and hope there in verse three we begin the the well often quoted um Moroni's promise and often we forget to read verse 3 but I think we've done well recently to be able to remember that verse 3 I think is an important part it says behold I would exhort you that when you shall read these things if it be wisdom in God that you should read them that you would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men from the creation of Adam even down until the time that ye shall receive these things and ponder it in your hearts we need to remember the mercy of the Lord um we need to remember to when we get on our knees to remember his mercy. And actually, I think that's quite similar to the prayer that we saw from the brother of Jared. If you remember, he, he prayed and um, he was very humble, so humble that he recognized he, you know, he, he himself wasn't worthy to speak the name of the Lord. And none of us really are. And yet, you know, we recognize how merciful he is to listen to us. And I think that's, you know, in a sense what he was doing. Uh, and we would do well to remember to do that ourselves. He is merciful. Um, and it's also interesting to me 
that we are invited to remember the mercy of the Lord, not his power, not his justness, not his um, his prevalence in our lives, not, not anything like that. We are meant to remember his mercy. Um, and that is a wonderful uh, blessing to, to, to us to help us remember how important his mercy is to us. Uh, Elder Quentin L. Cook said this, quote, The essential doctrine of agency requires that a testimony of the restored gospel be based on faith rather than just external or scientific proof. Obsessive focus on things not yet fully revealed, such as, the, such as how the virgin birth or the resurrection of the Saviour could have occurred, or exactly how Joseph Smith translated the plates, plates, the scriptures will not be efficacious or yield spiritual progress. These are matters of faith. Ultimately, Moroni's counsel to read and ponder and then ask in all sincerity of God, with sincerity of heart, with real intent to confirm scriptural truths by the witness of the Spirit is the answer. In addition, when we inculcate into our lives scriptural imperatives and live the gospel, we are blessed with the Spirit and taste of his goodness, with feelings of joy, happiness, and especially peace. Close quote. This is what the promise is designed to do. It is to give us a spiritual witness of this scriptural record. In verse 4, we of course read the three main ingredients that we need to have to be able to receive an answer. And we'll talk about what that answer looks like in a moment. In verse 4, it says, And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that you would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'd like to point out here once again that the, the blessing of this verse is interesting because it's similar to the blessing that we receive in the sacramental prayers. We will have the Holy Ghost be with us. But in this case, it's that the Holy Ghost will do a specific fun function for us or a specific blessing, which is to manifest truth. Um, and actually, I said before there are three main ingredients. There's actually four. The first one, which I missed, was that we need to ask God the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. Um, you know, we need to ask. We need to ask if it is true. We can't just ask if the gospel is true. We can't just ask if, you know, things are true, the church is true. We need to ask if the Book of Mormon is true. Uh, but of course, um, as we read in verse 5 in a moment, we can find the truth of all the things that I just mentioned before. But this is the pattern in which we need to do it. We need to have studied it out in our mind because it's no, it's no good just reading Moroni chapter 10 and, and then asking if it's true. We need to have put the effort in to have studied the record, to remember the um, the courageous efforts of Nephi, to have thought about the uh, the wise counsel from Jacob, to have listened to the powerful sermon by King Benjamin, experienced the, um, you know, the, the dedication and obedience of Abinadi, and looked at the conversion and um, power from Alma the Younger and so on, all the way through this record the faith of the brother of Jared, the, um, the diligence of Captain Moroni, the, the, just, it just, you could just go on and on and on about all these wonderful teachings and powerful messages from the Book of Mormon and consider um, just how grateful we are for these things and then ask in God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, that these things are not true, with these other three main ingredients, a sincere heart. Uh, we used, I, used to, I used to teach about a sincere heart being something which means that we will act 
you know, whatever this answer is, whether it is the one that we think it might be, which is that it is true, then we will act upon that and live our lives according to that. But also, if it is not true, that we will then go forward and and re- let, let go of these things uh, with real intent, uh, meaning that we are going to act. Um, so not, not only like with the desire that we want, that we want to have that act, that answer but that intent to then go and act and then having faith in christ he'll manifest the truth of it and of course in verse five it says and by the power of the holy ghost ye may know the truth of all things um president russell m nelson says this quote each individual who prayerfully studies the book of mormon can also receive a testimony of its divinity in addition this book can help with personal problems in a very real way do you want to get rid of a bad habit Do you want to improve your relationships in your family? Do you want to increase your spiritual capacity? Read the Book of Mormon. It will bring you closer to the Lord and his loving power. He who fed a multitude with five loaves and two fishes, he who helped the blind to see and the lame to walk can also bless you. He has promised that those who live by the precepts of this book shall receive a crown of eternal life. Close quote. Another powerful promise about the Book of Mormon by our prophets. And finally, I think we forget verse six, it says, and whatsoever thing is good is just and true. Wherefore, nothing that is good denieth the Christ, but acknowledgeth that he is. And I include this verse for a very important reason. Some of us may sit there and think, well, I've done this. I've done this a number of times. I've read the Book of Mormon. I've prayed to know if it's true. And I've just not had that wow moment, that powerful moment that we, I've said, it is true. The Spirit has just borne a powerful witness to me. I've not had that. I've been blessed to have that in my life and perhaps I needed that. We, you know, we say that we receive answers in the ways that we need them. And I've been blessed to have one of those moments. And later in the week, I'm going to share that with you um, and because I feel it is appropriate with this section. But I, I'd also love to hear your um, conversion stories. Either share them because uh, I don't think this chapter is going to cover the entire week uh, for this study. So I'd love it if on Facebook or by email. Even better, if you could send me a, an audio recording of you sharing your, your receiving of a testimony of the Book of Mormon, particularly using the promise of Moroni 10, if that applies to you, but also in other ways. I'd love to hear that because I will then want to share them later in the week. Um, and potentially if you share them by an audio recording, then if, either through email or di- you can direct message me, then I would love that so I can actually just share them as part of the podcast episode. Um, but some of us don't have that moment where it's like, boom, like the spirit pushes us and tells us it's true. It's perhaps through different ways, through through good experiences with living these teachings and things like that, all of which are as equivalent in their power. And I think verse six implies that, that, you know, whatever good or true thing comes from this, that's your answer. It doesn't have to be a burning in the bosom that, that tells you undeniably that it's true. It could be the, the miracles that you see, the, the good things in your life that you see from living these principles. They are another witness that these things are true. Thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session, where come follow me. And you can also email session at gmail.com. Um, to share what you've been studying, to share your thoughts on on this podcast, and also, as I mentioned before, to join in a future podcast episode, or even better, for this week, share your conversion story of the Book of Mormon um, as we study Moroni chapter 10. Thank you for your time, and until we meet again. <laughs>